Oh, yeah, baby. I'm Sammy, and this is the Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. And with me, as always. And I'm George. What's going on, Sammy? And Sammy is in a hotel room all the way in Yonkers, New York. Um, Here to to, uh, support the Baltimore Orioles Orioles and their future loss to the Yankees. Is that today or tomorrow when they play? Oh, I thought you were just scouting the Yankees for um, the AL Divisional Series or Championship Series. Uh, yeah, I guess it looks like we might not play the Yankees right away if we beat. Uh, we might, might look like we're going to Toronto or Cleveland. It's hard now. We're in the second spot. So it's kind of a complicated situation. Nobody knows who the Yankees or the, who the Mariners are going to play when they make this playoffs or who they're going to play second round. It's a very, very interesting time. But I am in a hotel room. We're going to do a quick 15 minute. Uh, Seahawks preview, but it would be a shame not to mention that uh, you can probably expect a podcast from us potentially Saturday morning, which is tomorrow morning, or maybe Sunday, whenever it is, as the Mariners clinch the playoffs there at the Magic number one. So, I mean, if you want, let's just spend one minute on it um, before we talk about our five minutes of Seahawks preview today, because one game away. um, One minute for the Magic number one. Yeah, it's been a kind of a shit show, to be honest, to get here for the last two or three weeks. Um, there's been a lot of help from Baltimore losing, but then, you know, the Mariners just find a way to play chaos ball. Last night, again, Kelnick had two home runs. Hanniger had two home runs. Somehow we blow a lead and we're in extra innings tied 7-7, <laughs> like uh, as always recently, right? So mm. it's been a shit show, but now we're shockingly here, one game away. One win or one Baltimore loss and the Seattle Mariners break a 21-year drop. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, it's I mean, now at this point, it's just waiting for the inevitable to happen. Um, I guess in a weird way, now you gotta be thinking about what we're gonna do in the playoffs, right? Like this is it's not enough just to get there. Scott Service said that, and in general, it's not enough just to get there. Let's win some series. Let's make a run. Um, hey, the Braves probably I think won eighty eight games last year. Maybe we end up with eighty eight games and. You can win the World Series with 88 games. I'm not saying we're going to, but that should be the goal. I mean, I won't be disappointed if they don't, but that should be the goal for the players and the coaching staff. Yeah, it should be the goal. Uh, He said it yesterday. The World Series is our ultimate goal. Uh, It is not, you know, just making the playoffs. So I obviously agree with that, right? And that's what you should always hope for. Um, But I just think at the end of the day, um, it's going to be – Interesting to see. It's a team that has no experience. No, you know, I don't know if even some of our trade acquisitions, like Ty France was on San Diego when they were not in the playoffs, I think. I don't know about Frazier. Carlos Santana's probably, since he's been around for so long, been in the playoffs somewhere. Yeah, but that's different. He's been in <laughs> somewhere, Cleveland. right? Yeah, the World Series in Cleveland. Okay, was he in, on that World Series team? Okay. Probably. I mean, yeah, probably. He's been in Cleveland for so for- long. He was only in KC for like half a season. Yeah, and he was in Philly for the Phillies in one one season. Yeah, he, he's mostly been on Cleveland, so he obviously has some. But really, there's no one of our main guys, even like Suarez. I mean, he was on the Reds the last couple of years. That's, they weren't going to the playoffs. So there hasn't been a lot of playoff experience here. Um, it's going to be interesting. There are some young teams we've seen, like the Cubs and the Astros. I'm not comparing the, our rosters to theirs but that they went pretty far in their first playoff run as a young team. Yeah, and I just want to tell you, the Braves were actually in the playoffs in 20... uh, The Reds were actually in the Braves in 2020, and Suarez was on the team. In 2020. 2020 doesn't count as a year. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of... It was 60 games, and like that's why a lot of people don't love the Dodgers, you know, 
uh, World Series with 60 games. I mean, like, you had to win, like, what, 40, 40 out of 60? Yeah, exactly. It was weird. But, yeah, sure, they, they're in the playoffs. I'm just saying, it's not playoff experience. We're not talking about, like, we don't have all-stars that have been in four or five playoffs, right? right. More playoff experience than Mike Trout, though. Well, I mean, I think he, he's been there once, I think, right? Twice? I have no idea. I don't know. They haven't been there in like 10 years. They haven't, he hasn't won a playoff game. Pretty crazy. Yeah. It, it was more just like shoot, shoot, shot. Shoot. No, no, I know. I was just wondering how much he actually did. Yeah. He has one postseason hit in his entire career. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty, that's pretty sad. It is. Well, welcome. I'm not sad welcome. for them, actually. Yeah. That, but it's sad for him. AL West team not named the Astros as of late. A lot of failures. So, fuck. But it's one game away. We'll have a podcast when this happens. It's going to be emotional. Honestly, like, it's pretty hard to explain to people maybe that aren't from Seattle, but it's been 21 years. Um, you know, baseball is the type of sport you watch. Like, you know, if you're crazy like us, you watch like 162 games and you're like, fuck, like, I've spent thousands and thousands of games of not watching this team make the playoffs. So it feels pretty cool to say that they're just one game away. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to say one last thing about it. I guess in a weird way, going to Toronto and getting that second spot might be feel more worth it because that's like you actually would have made it even last year now that we have three wild card teams. It's not like we just made it because there's an extra team. I don't care how we make it, but it would feel a little uh, kind of nice. Yeah, uh, it'd feel like nice to have that second spot, but whatever. Yeah, I, whatever. I no, no, it's whatever, really. I care less. I actually prefer this third spot because I'd rather play Cleveland and then New York than uh, Toronto and um, Houston. Yeah, much Houston. harder road. Sounds way more awful, but yeah. it is what it is. Anywho, I only got 15 minutes. I'm on a wedding weekend schedule. So we're going to do 10 minutes on the Seahawks preview. Mm-hmm. God bless the Mariners. We love you. We're going to have a full pot about you, so don't you worry. Right. We got you. Well, but- I'm going to start off the Seahawks thing with a stat for you, Sammy. Please go for it. All right. So according to Action Network, it says it's finally over and for sure this time. The Detroit Lions are listed as four-point favorites against the Seattle Seahawks this week. Detroit hasn't been listed as a favorite in 26 games. That's a record in the Super Bowl era. The last time the Lions were favorites, November 22, 2020, against the Carolina Panthers. Now, the Lions opened up as one-point underdog November 22, 2020, against the Carolina Panthers. 2020. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because I was going to say, I thought you said 2022, and I was like, you just said <laughs> how many games? I was like, that was last year. That was this year. <laughs> that, was, that was last week. No. Yeah. Um, they opened up as favorite against the Commanders uh, in week two, but then they ended up closing as uh, as underdogs. So they haven't started a game as favorites since November 22, 2020, the longest streak in the Super Bowl era. So how's that fair for the Seahawks? Uh, Damn. Uh, that's like weird, first of all, to feel or hear the Seahawks be underdogs against Detroit. Um, my question is, if you could do some checking, yep. is what's the line at right now? After that's what I was looking at, right as we were saying that after their two best offensive weapons are out. I mean, I, did that change it? Because this was written three days ago. No, they're still three and a half point favorites. It uh, hasn't moved. It was plus six, and now it's minus three and a half. Now it's three and a half, but still Lions. 
Still Lions, yeah. yeah. The line opened up Lions minus six. Now it's down to three and a half. Well, and for those who are wondering maybe why we're asking is DeAndre Swift is out. They're starting running back. Uh, Amon St. Brown, the the superstar receiver so far this year, um, is out. So that's some serious injuries. Um, I think Hawkinson is questionable. Um, Jeez. <laughs> almost everybody, I, I was like, I, I was texting this to a friend, George. Almost everybody I know on the team outside of Goff and Panay Sewell was on the injury report. Like, but there was like eight guys on it. It was like, oh, I actually know that name. It was like every, the only names I knew on Detroit, and I probably don't know any others, was on their injury report except for Panay Sewell, which is good for them. They, I mean, I don't want to see Panay Sewell either, but, uh, he it was him and Jared Goff, and so I was like, "Damn, this is a this is a, maybe an opportunity for the Seahawks." And I will say this, you know, I I tend to I'll put it on our TikTok. Last week I did the little, which didn't age well. I did the little comparison of like positional groups, yeah. uh, Seahawks versus Falcons, and Seahawks had a lot of better positional groups and still took the loss. So I don't know if this is going to age very who, well again. Uh, before you get to that, who did you uh, put as a better quarterback, Mariota or Geno Smith? Because that was actually a good quarterback matchup at the end. Last week I gave the slight edge to Mariota, which I was actually correct about, I guess, because I said Mariota just has more like real experience and won a playoff game. And I said it's basically a wash, mm-hmm. but just because Mariota actually has been a starter in the sense, like Geno Smith was like, not been a starter for like six years. So right, I was like, right, right. I was just wondering what you put. And that's kind of where I'm at this week again is with DeAndre Swift out. I mean, now the Seahawks probably have the better run game with St. Brown out. Uh, they have the better receiving core. Quarterbacks, once again, are probably like kind of a wash the way that Geno Smith's been playing. But Jared Goff obviously has some more. I don't know if I'd call it accolades, but I mean, like he went to a Super Bowl, right? He went to a Super Bowl, and we've seen him on a Monday Night Football game outduel Patrick Mahomes. With that was when he was on the Rams. So now Jared Goff is a better quarterback. No, no, I know he's a better quarterback. I didn't say he's not. I'm saying that the way they're playing right now, like it's pretty much a wash. But obviously, Jared Goff's more seasoned starter and has more accomplishments in his career. But what we also have seen, George, more more threatening to our game is we've seen Jared Goff beat us in a playoff game. with like a broken thumb. Remember it came in. Yeah. He was supposed <laughs> to be the backup and then the backup got hurt or the starter got hurt. And then he came in. That was a weird, with weird a broken game. thumb and beat us. Yeah. yeah that's in another Seattle. person. Like just by the way, uh, Russell Wilson, great job there. Another guy you beat, you can add, well, uh, broken thumb, Jared Goff. Uh, what was his name? Colt McCoy twice beat Russell Wilson. Great job, Russ. Just, Gino just want to point that out. Gino Smith. Didn't. Oh yeah, this year. <laughs> what do you mean didn't? Come on. <laughs> I was like, wait. And he almost yeah. lost to Davis Mills. Almost. Almost, but he didn't. In his defense, they did win. So, um, yeah, Russell Wilson. A lot of losses for us in weird games. Honestly, Russell Wilson's like one of those guys that it's like he probably he's won some crazy ass games. Like beat Aaron Rodgers, has beat Tom Brady before. Like beat, but then it's like lose to Colt McCoy twice. Is he like, admitting that he can't cook? With the subway commercial, they have to go to subway. No, George, I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't need to spend much more time talking about Russ Wilson on this show. <laughs> Every day, it's like I'm kind of over it. Like whatever, he's not as good this year. Maybe he will be. Maybe he won't. It's Russell Wilson. Whatever. I'm like I'm very over Russell Wilson, like to an extreme at this point. Like he's cringy. We know. My Fair. point is, I'm living in the Seahawks world right now, and they should beat Detroit, just like I felt like they should beat the Falcons last week, but. They didn't last week, and uh, 
we might be in that same position on the road this week. And I don't know. I, I just I feel like Geno Smith's playing fine, but there's obviously something wrong with the defense. I think if we're gonna break down anything, the defense is fucking awful. Right, but without Swift and Amon St. Brown, is that gonna actually I guess would the bad defense not punish us as much as as it would in a normal week? That's what I'm wondering too. I mean, how much Usually, you know, wide receiver running back, you say, okay, man, like this is the NFL. The quarterback's what matters. But with our defense and our secondary being as bad as, bad as it is, as our tackling being as bad as it is, we saw Cordero Patterson run through us. We've seen receivers run around like no one's even playing defense. With no Amon St. Brown and DeAndre Swift, is that enough to mask our absolutely uh, playground defense, I guess? I mean – yeah, I mean, or no, I don't know what, what I don't know how to answer the with a yes or a no, but it is it enough to, to mask the Falcons? So I don't know what. Like, right, right, but they, like that would be like if we were playing the Falcons and all of a sudden Kyle Pitts and uh, Cordell Earl pa- Patterson are out. Those are the two guys that really killed us. I wonder if if the Lions without St. Brown and without DeAndre Swift are going to be able to get the yards that they'd usually get against a team like the Seahawks. Maybe because it's the Seahawks and they'll find a way to watch like DJ Chark yeah. will like dominate us and so will Hawkinson and uh, who's their backup Jamal Williams. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying they won't. I'm just wondering. I, I, I agree with you. I think in the NFL, these are NFL caliber guys. I think they'll be able to. Well, it's not just that. Them. Like they actually have like they do have TJ Hawkinson, DJ Chark. They have Jamal Williams. They don't have like the worst backups out of most teams. You know what right. I mean? Like, uh, but I. Like I said, I think we should win this game, but I don't know. I felt the same way last week, and I don't just say that to be like a homer or biased because I think you'd agree with this. These two games, Falcons and Lions, were probably two of the most on the schedule where you'd say, hey, like those are ones you could win even if you're not the best team or not a playoff team, right? These were right. going into the season, uh, the ones except you Except I was a lot higher on Detroit this year. Like I thought Detroit's actually pretty good, and they've shown that. They're actually a pretty good team that puts up a ton of points, but their defense gives up a t- ton of points. So I, I don't know. This game, I'm not as confident as Atlanta game on the road in Detroit versus a very, what I think is a good Detroit Lions team. I do too, but that's not really what my point was. My point was at the end of the day, compared to the rest of the schedule, compared to playing the Rams, the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Broncos, like whoever it was, these were two of the games that you could say, and you could still say like, more of a chance that we'd win than the divisional games we have than if we're playing, you know, if we were playing the Ravens, the Chiefs, the these like they're not at that level, right? So like right. this these are the couple winnable games that we have, whether it's gonna be a win or not. Mm-hmm. This is harder than the game we had last weekend against the Falcons. So it does like it does put some concern in me, but you know what I'm doing, George. I'm riding I'm I bet on the Seahawks. So I've with the points, not money. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to end up betting on the Seahawks too just for fun and to support them. But this is a game where I'm not as I'm not as confident this game. But the Amon St. Brown injury and the DeAndre Swift injury has kind of shifted my narrative and my feelings and my confidence in this game. I, flip a coin, that's how I feel about this one. It can go anyway. And I know that's like a cop-out answer. But I really think, but I really think it's a flip a coin game uh, without Amon St. Brown and DeAndre Swift. And if they were healthy, I would actually think we're in a disadvantage, and the Lions win the game, twenty eight twenty one. But now flip a coin. 
Yeah. I don't know. You should have bet on him already. I got him at four and a half. Three I wish half, I did, know? man. I didn't know I'm on St. Brown and DeAndre Swift were going to be out. I would have got that earlier. Well, you didn't. I got it. Four and a half. That's a comfortable one. Because the Seahawks, are, this is the one thing. They're the cardiac cats, right? That's what everyone calls them. Because they play a very big brand that Seahawks fans would understand, which is like chaos, mm-hmm. football, always something. Cardiac cats, a.k.a. you have a heart attack every time watching them. And were the, the cardiac the birds back in the day, the artists formerly known as the cardiac birds? Who? The cardiac birds, the Seahawks. Who? Oh. No one's ever used that before. I know. I, I'm I'm surprised now that cardiac cats. But that's because cardiac cardiac seeds. cats actually sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds good. Cardiac bird. That's why I was like, "What the fuck's a cardiac bird?" But I get the point. And there's so many birds in the damn true NFL. There's two cats, I think. Right? There are three: Jaguars, Bengals, Panthers. Oh my god, mm-hmm. there's a lot of cats too. It should be the heart attack hawks, but but yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're gonna hear anybody being the heart attack hawks. I know. Cardiac I'm just to, sounds cooler. Cardiac sounds cool. I'm just trying to find a catchy name: the Cardiac Cats versus the Heart Attack Hawks, but it doesn't work. <laughs> this guy just—I <laughs> I can't with you today. This guy doesn't even want to talk about the game. He's just ready to talk about what kind of nickname we got for this Seahawks team. Not yeah. entertain, are they not entertaining you enough this year? <laughs> no, they're not. Are they entertaining you? Are you having fun? I am having fun. I love watching football, so it's like. Every week I can optimistically bullshit myself into believing that this team's going to win. And then for when I get let down, I just move on to the next one. Like, we're on to the next look, one. We're winning look, this. Look, look, I'm just saying if we win this game, we do play the Saints next. And the Saints offense hasn't really been something to write home about. I and mean, all of a sudden you're three and two. And then you got the Cardinals, who are also a team that I, I don't believe has been playing up to stuff. And we can win that game. And then all of a sudden you're four and two. That's true. Yeah, so there's some optimism for you guys on Blue Friday. On Blue Friday, I've never heard you say that. Something's up with this guy today. I don't know. Blue Friday, everyone. I know. I've just never heard you say the word Blue Friday. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I usually don't. I saw it on Twitter today. This guy, uh, something's up with this guy. He's wearing a husky shirt. He's feeling kind of weird. The Mariners about to make the playoffs. I don't know what's happening. I'm just having fun, baby. We can't. We can't look. I I will sacrifice a bad Seahawks season for my Huskies to go five and zero today. Kalen DeBauer will be the first coach in Huskies history to go five and zero, and the Mariners to make the playoffs the first time in twenty one years. <laughs> it's okay if the Seahawks have a bad week this week. I don't want them to, but nothing can ruin that vibe if the Mariners make the playoffs and the Huskies are five and zero. I'm not going to let anything ruin the vibe. There's only one thing I'm going to need from you: is to learn how to say his last name. That's the only thing I need. I, I can't pronounce names. You don't have dyslexia. It's not DeBauer. I'm pretty sure it's DeBoer. It's DeBoer, <laughs> but I can't do it. I can't do it. Not De- Eddie Bauer. So, like, I just need you to. DeBoer. I know. It sounds boring, though. So, I like to go with DeBauer, you know? Like, it's power. This guy's crazy. Well, I got to get going, George. I got these weddings on deck, but we'll be back probably tomorrow. Hopefully, tomorrow. It's a better way to put it. Um, talking some Mariners clinching the playoffs and. Maybe back on Sunday also after the Seahawks game. So you might get a lot of us in the next 72 hours. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, so keep yourself, uh, brace yourself to see a lot of our faces. Perfect. Well, much love. Make sure you guys check us everywhere at Sont Seattle, S-O-N-T Seattle. And uh, George, what do you want to tell the people? I just want to tell you all, thank you for stopping by. Peace. Yeah.